0: Yeah, so I mean, I think this is a question I'm going to ask a lot on this podcast, but what, what was the plan? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hi,
2: I'm Chelsea. And I'm Abby.
0: And I'm Paul. And uh, welcome to uh, 3 to Beam Up.
2: Today we're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 3, Where No Man Has Gone Before.
3: So I have something to bring up, which is the costumes. <laughs> and uh,
2: yeah, welcome to the pilot episode of Star Trek.
0: <laughs> Zipper fest! Zipper oh my fest.
2: god, it was her! Oh, those sides like shoulder seam zippers. Why were they there? I don't understand. Plus, the
3: stripes were not actually sewn on. They were just like pinned on and were seriously falling off a few times.
0: I I would love to say that this it feels like what would happen if I tried to cosplay this, but it would look a lot worse. (laughs) (laughs) This is is still a lot better than that, but it does feel like, uh, you know, cosplay.
2: It feels like they went to Goodwill and found some sweaters, and like these sweaters match, so we'll just dye them different colors and see how that works out. Do you think the problem
0: was they died them or <laughs> that they had been died decades before? Unclear. Well, both
2: of those things are true. <laughs> I, they're just so, I'm so glad once they got past this initial, initially filmed episode that they were like, you know what, we should make things a little sleeker and a little nicer maybe so that this does not look so like backyard, <laughs> let's film a space show.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah, and more defined, right, so that you have the blues and the reds and the yeah
2: right. the a green, little bit
3: blue brown wasn't really doing it for me
0: oh yeah the there were green shirts in there yeah
3: oh yeah blue, brown. blue is still yeah. science and green still command but the engineering communications no, no, that brown oh, I,
0: I, there was like some other green though there was like a forest green in the hallways oh
3: was there uh,
0: yeah it wasn't any of the main cast it was extras wandered around but <laughs> i think i think i saw some like forest green
2: well that's probably true no, the primary color choice later on is definitely the way to go.
0: Well, well, that concludes our our, our weekly podcast about costuming. And-
3: <laughs> no, not yet, guys, because my main point of the costuming is that there was one good thing, which is that the women were in pants. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is the one thing I like.
2: Yeah, as much as I love the dresses, and I do love them. They're because cute. They make, they're adorable and super 60s and the boots. I love it so much. However, it is way more practical to go on an away <laughs> mission in pants.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I, also, I, even if those pants are incredibly unflattering <laughs> on anybody, <laughs> they are the worst.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I... I, I and it's odd. I don't think I noticed that until you guys said something earlier. Um, but yeah, it. it's strange that, yeah. that they... they originally started with this which makes a lot more sense
2: yeah i am i am sure the note from the network was not sexy enough it was i've read the note (laughs) (laughs) yeah
3: (laughs) Yeah, it said put the girls in short skirts and they complied and history was made
1: Yeah, I mean. No, there
0: there was a Kirk ripped shirt in. Yes, there was. Very <laughs> <There> Bingo. <laughs> <is. laughs>
2: this will. This is right? This comes we'll come up later. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> we will go over this again when we are playing Cliche Bingo. Don't yes. worry.
0: <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of the the random forest green shirt in the hallway though, um, it it was very interesting, especially for such an early episode here, um, that they made the ship feel so full with those. Cutaway shots uh, of hallways of people just walking around doing their random jobs. Mm. Um, They really kind of did a great job at that for so early. Yeah, they had built a lot of the sets, like
3: the sets they'd be using the entire show. It seemed from the very beginning.
0: Yeah, yeah. Even when they brought crews of people in, they'd be like, "Oh, here's six people. (laughs) Like, we all came up to see this thing." Mm. Um, Yeah,
2: and it was it was nice because it definitely felt like a working ship. Like, it really does feel a little bit more. You know, not like Later on, you know, way later on in TNG and stuff, when there's like no one in the hallway, yeah,
0: <laughs> and you're yeah, just TNG like, how many
2: people are on the
0: ship? TNG struggles for the first, at least the first half of that first season to make the ship feel like it has more than six people on it. Mm-hmm. It's
2: true, mm-hmm. but and I actually noticed while talking about people on the ship was I felt like this episode had more diversity in the background crew members than it does later on. And I wonder... I wondered, think that's like,
3: true, too. Yeah. Like,
2: because I definitely noticed... I noticed Asian actors. I noticed African-American actors. I noticed... I mean, there weren't women other than the two. But <laughs> there were at least, like... No, there were, so the, there were a couple of women. Some of the extras. extras. One was
3: wearing, like, a yeah, pink they... mini-dress.
2: Oh, well. So there was one more. <laughs> I'm sorry. There were three. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. This <laughs> still doesn't pass the Bechdel test, but fine. <laughs> <laughs> does any of I wonder if any of original series passes the Bechdel test I bet it does not hmm. I've never thought about that before but I, mean, I we'll be watching it. for
0: it we'll be watching. yeah now I'm gonna yeah, think add about it, to it cliche bingo. we're watching
2: episodes <laughs> does not pass Bechdel, Bechdel test <laughs> <laughs> that's just gonna be every episode yeah
3: it should be the free but, spot actually
2: <laughs> no, no, the, no the free spot is in space okay but this is just in as still. common <laughs> Anyway, I,
0: yay I mean, at least, for at so least. at least this podcast has a chance of passing the Bechdel test every once in a while if I'm quiet.
2: Sure. <laughs> oh, no, for
3: sure it does.
2: <laughs> it's true. We both have names. We're talking to each other about something other than men. Yay! And for probably more yeah, well, than Well, it's usually going to
0: be Kirk, right? It's usually going to be Kirk you're talking about, though, so.
2: Oh, well, I guess so, but <laughs> does Spock, it doesn't count if it's Bones, talking about a fictional Scott property. Scott. I'm not sure.
0: Ooh, that's a good, that's a good clarity. <laughs> yeah. Hmm.
2: Yeah. Anyway. Back to this actual episode of Star Trek, <laughs> where things are happening and uh space powers are had.
0: Yeah, they're they're at the edge of the galaxy, I guess. <laughs> yeah, which, I didn't get that um, point point. I didn't get I mean, yeah. They kind of spring it on on you. Just like, go oh, hey, here we are, edge of the galaxy. And then they look out the window, there's still a bunch of stars. It's like, you know, I think there'd be fewer, but okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I don't understand. Also, so how URSS do you define? Valiant, the...
3: They were sent out past the galaxy.
0: Yeah.
3: Is okay. So apparently. Well, no, not
0: sent out. So I, I think the idea was they got pushed out they got by. pushed out. Okay. Because they couldn't have made it that far, or right? Is that the idea?
3: Sure. I'm... I don't understand. It wasn't clear. Thanks, Abby. I don't understand the big pinkish blob, like that force field, either.
0: Oh yeah, and oh, why are no, no, you flying in No, never
2: it. explain it. It's so is that thing. the
3: next galaxy? <laughs> what no, it's that? just
2: space. It's just space force. It's just a force ah, in space. Space force. What was that? <laughs> yeah, <doing? laughs> exactly. That's all it is. It's just space force that gives people powers. So that's all it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it it doesn't come into the galaxy because that would be rude. But right, it waits that would just be, that, yeah,
2: we, because we
3: galaxies have, have like fences, right?
0: Oh <laughs> yes, yeah, and, definitely. And there are buoys It's like out vampires. Space. A, yeah. a, a weird space blob mm. can't come into the galaxy unless it's invited. See what
3: you're right. saying,
2: and yeah. brings a casserole. That's how that works. <laughs> yes. mm, you casserole. have to. Be, yeah, there are, <laughs> there are politeness issues here. You have to obey the rules. But yeah, no, I don't think the valiants ever they never talk about it. Cause I think when the, um, like the black box, whatever it is, they beam it on initially. Mm-hmm. I don't think they know what it is initially until they're like, what is this thing? And they're like, wait, this is a, an old ship. What's happening. What's, what's the recording all this. So I don't think yeah. they actually know that they've come across a former ship until they actually Spock yeah. is going through the recordings. Right. So I don't know that they ever talk about much about the valiant. And I, I don't really have notes on the valiant cause I didn't care.
0: Mm. Well, they they toss around <laughs> they toss around numbers kind of all over too because they're talking about light years and um, right. I, I don't think they were being super consistent with some of these. What I think they said the Valiant got pushed a half light year out, but they were also talking about it as a much much older ship that um, would have had. I I don't think it would have had warp. Was my understanding. I could be wrong. Oh. So the fact that it would have gotten back in the galaxy. Um, that's questionable, but that's that's hardly the least. <laughs> that's hardly yeah. my biggest problem with this episode.
3: Right, that's true.
0: I like this episode. I like it.
3: I mean, the force. No, I think the force field gives them their powers, though, right? That's what does it.
2: Well, I don't know that it gives them power so much as enhances the ESP ESP abilities, okay. uh, which is a whole yeah. other like sixties <laughs> pop science at its finest. <laughs> oh it was yeah fun. so
0: <laughs> so have either of you played final fantasy 3 i think the answer is probably no no, no III, not a Japanese gamer 6 no uh because i mean they start talking about espers on here and then it's like man i'm not gonna not think about final fantasy 6 all i could think <laughs> about, about when they said it.
2: espers was is that a word did they <laughs> use that to just I describe hope you know, people dead. with esp yeah they,
0: they stole it from final fantasy 6 uh <laughs>
2: Or probably the other way around. But no, no,
0: no! Definitely stole it from six. But yeah, every time we say Esper on this podcast, I'm gonna chuckle a little. And
2: I'm not gonna say it because I think it's stupid. Oh come on!
0: It'll...
2: It's the worst. It's not real. Like I, I like ESP is extra sensory extra sensory perception. So yes. extra sensory perceptioners. What? That's not a thing. That's not a thing. I don't understand. Well, also I don't understand the
3: range—the range of powers is kind of overwhelming, right? Because there's telekinesis; they can like make things oh,
0: appear. Yeah. Oh yeah.
3: They can change well, matter. They boy. can take control of people, and you're immune to weapons and death.
0: Well, there so, are so
2: many things that are questionable about this power oh. progression.
0: Well, because Kirk asks asks about it early, like, "Hey, don't you do that test from um,
3: Starfleet?" Uh, right, Starfleet. Uh,
0: no, the um that other movie that I'm now forgetting where he, they go to war with bugs. Do do Hugh Hauser's in it? <laughs> <laughs> Crap.
2: Isn't was it like District 9 was he in that
0: movie? No.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm confused. I don't know. Starship don't know. Troopers. Starship oh, Troopers. Oh, oh, oh. I'm saying it.
0: But they have the test and he, he, they they test for ESP with cards and stuff. Oh. Um but yeah, Kirk is asking about that and like, hey, don't we like have some people around that are, are like doing this? And she she implies that some people are pyromancers. Right? It's She's like so... some people can control fire.
3: Oh yeah, that's right. She does.
2: The range of power is so weird because I'm like, all right, if they're if this is the 60s and they're basing it on the pop science and like ESP and all that jazz. Okay, fine. But at least be consistent because I feel like ESP is things like Okay, moving stuff with your mind. All right. Okay. That's all right. Reading minds. Okay, sure. I, but like when you're conjuring new plant life, like oh, yeah. what? Yeah. Where does that come from? How in your yeah. own mind, You brain, gotta, latent brain power?
0: You got to keep those schools of magic you know oh my god <laughs> conjuration is a well, whole not different to
3: mention the immunity like to the weapons and death oh
2: yeah like there's there are so many ways that these powers do not make sense however i did want to ask you guys do you think if you got space powers that you would do evil with them like almost immediately or do you think you would actually stay a good person
3: mm, i think i'd be tempted to do evil naturally
0: i think the first thing i'd try to do is make my eyes not Giveaway away that I have them so that I can be
2: <laughs>
0: super low-key about it.
2: That is fair. That is very <laughs> and fair. And
0: not have everybody turn on me because I'd be reading their minds and know that there's a Spock around that's just going to try to kill you at the first chance I get.
3: Right? Oh, yeah. Abigail, perhaps you, you want to so? tell our audience about those contacts?
2: Oh, my God. Yeah. So I looked <laughs> up about – because I was curious about that effect because um, I was like, how did they – that looks super weird – How did they manage Mm -hmm, that? mm -hmm. And I read about it, and they were like, hey, so here's what happened. They took two contacts, two contact lenses. They put a thin piece of tinfoil between Mm -hmm. those contact lenses like a sandwich. And there was a pinprick in the tinfoil so that you could see out of it. But then they wore the contacts like that, (laughs) and that is how the silver eyes happened. And I am horrified by it. So (laughs) utterly horrified by it.
0: I mean, I'm decidedly less horrified but it's still kind of weird. No. It's ingenious, right? It's an ingenious prop It would prop be so
2: uncomfortable. Oh, my God. It would be so un- ridiculously oh, come on. Some uncomfortable of the and dangerous.
1: Well, you sure, dangerous. You scratch but... your
2: cornea so badly and go blind forever. Mm-hmm. Like, there is nothing good that can happen in this situation. <laughs> I cannot sure. believe they were not injured. I cannot believe Yeah, you believe would be it.
0: trying not to blink. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, no.
2: And they, they said, like, that um, the actor who played Mitchell, and I can't remember his name right now, um they said that he actually he was re- his eyes were really bothered by them so it was it was really problematic i know right i'm like oh yeah I'm like that's crazy <laughs> and they had to like work with it a lot and he had to have a lot of drops and all this stuff and i'm just like that is too much like you cannot do that to somebody it is horrible and they even talked about i think i was on memory alpha that i was reading about this and they were talking about like, like, even at the time, that was considered, like, an outdated form of special effects. And, like, people were like, what are you doing? What? Why this decision?
0: Mm-hmm. The the new tech in the 60s, uh, you just got to pour some Quicksilver in there. <laughs>
2: well, yeah,
3: obviously. On the other <laughs> yes. hand, though, it does look great.
0: It I does. Mean, it does look
3: pack.
2: pretty cool. But also, tinfoil <laughs> in your eyes. Like, what? <laughs> I can't wait. So. That.
0: Yeah. So, what is his list of powers? He gets silver eyes. Which, <laughs> he gets silver I mean, eyes. Which also, again,
2: why? But sure.
3: Well, he can move I things. Th- so telekinesis. Yes, yeah.
2: telekinesis. He can read minds. So. Yeah. Telepathy. He, he can telepathy. make things appear out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah I mean, magically. That's not even, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's <laughs> that's not even like in this class of things. <laughs> now we're talking about yeah, schools of magic at that point.
2: Yeah. He takes he can...
3: control of Elizabeth, right?
2: I don't think he really does. I okay, think I was he just, confused. No, I don't. I think she is seduced by the power in general. Yeah, I, think uh,
1: that's I the don't implication.
2: think she is. It, um, I don't think he actually like, and he might pull out her powers so that they are more apparent. Okay. So when she gets the silver eyes and stuff, like, I think he might boost what happened to her to um to kickstart it because he knew that mm-hmm. it had happened to her. I feel like mm-hmm. with that whole really uncomfortable scene in in sickbay yeah um, that was horrible Oof. Oh, oh, that was yeah. so uncomfortable. I just cringed Oof. I think the entire time watching it.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that was pretty bad. That's the pretty sixties.
2: oh, it so hurt me, like oh, it was oh it was it was really, really uncomfortable. I did not like that scene at all, yeah especially after like. When she's initially introduced, she's introduced as pretty, like, calm, cool, and collected. And, like, just very focused on her job, which, great, awesome. Um, And Mitchell makes the horrible freezer comment, which, you know, way to be alive and well. Yeah, but the worst thing is
3: she agrees with it, right? And she comes back with, like, well, we women professionals do tend to overcompensate.
2: Yeah, I know that was also great. I was like, "What the what, you guys?" And like, have some thanks. Sixties <laughs> sex politics, awesome. But yeah, I just that whole scene, and then she's—it seems like she's so easily like led astray with this. Right, like she goes from being like, I, I, I admit, if I were in her shoes, I'd be, I'd be super curious too about this person with space powers. I would also be like, please tell me everything. But. Yeah. I don't think my initial response would be like, take me in your arms and I must know everything about you. And what are you feeling? Like, I can't with that. That is so against the character as she has been introduced that I, it's, it's, it's too much.
3: Can we talk about her yeah. more for one second? Because also, probably the number one thing that I found most real unrealistic, not only in this episode, and not only in Star Trek as a whole, but in every like uh, science fiction franchise period, she is 21 years old and has a PhD. What? <laughs> she is 21 with a PhD, the age of my baby undergraduates. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i missed that
0: wait is that, is that talked about or is no, that just... it's
3: on the sheet remember when they show their like sheets they're like um information oh yeah yeah i paused it and i read through all their information of
2: course you did <laughs> stalker <laughs> yes elizabeth oh denner God. 21 with a phd wow
0: that is
2: what the Space. Okay, so
0: I mean, they also they must be Beverly Hills 902, unknowing it too. Like, it's not a twenty-one-year-old actress. No, it is not. Uh, how old is the actress? I don't
3: playing know. Playing a
0: twenty-one-year-old.
3: I would have said probably twenty-seven, twenty-eight.
2: That was that's that was my that's, guess as
0: well. That's fair, right? Upper twenties, mm-hmm. huh?
2: That's some. I mean, do they not have standards in space anymore, or is she just really smart? Like, well, that's she a prodigy? what I'm saying. So if
3: she has, is like a prodigy, then she has to be even more like controlled and with it. And right,
2: and this makes even less sense about all of her right, that she like, dissolves. Oh, I do not do not care for this at all. <laughs> this is making it sound like I really hate the episode, and I don't. But <laughs> I just I find many of the things the, the in the little pieces of it problematic.
0: So she, yeah, she was about thirty when she was treating this.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, that wow.
2: that makes all the sense. But she's playing about a twenty-one-year-old doctor, take. yeah.
0: So I had a question about one of his potential powers. Mm-hmm. At first, when he is like, "Oh, my vitals," and I could just think stuff, and then it happens. My first thought was, "Oh, he's just changing the machine and then playing a joke by closing his eyes." But is the question? The question is: Is his power that he's just taking control of the machine and changing some dials, and then fakes being dead, or like he also just has control of his body and turns those things off and then turns it back on?
2: I thought it was I'm that. not sure. I kind of thought it was at first he was playing with the dials and then experimenting with his own vitals on purpose. Because I'm not sure. Because he seems Cause to be dead. I don't know that if he, I know. If, and then he, if he flatlines, like, does he have the power to come back to life? So I well, kind of thought it on, was a terrible on joke. On that
0: board were temp, brain, lungs, cell rate, <laughs> and then two different bloods. What looked to be a blood Q and blood T.
2: Sure. As you do.
0: So like if he was doing this to his vitals, whatever that brain's measuring, it's down at zero.
2: Right.
0: Cell rate. So is down I at zero.
2: I feel but... like he was just mess I feel like he was just messing with her.
0: I don't know what cell rate is. Maybe I don't
2: know. Nobody nobody does. It's not real. What? I know what cell rate is. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what are you talking about?
2: No, I think he was just books. continuing to be a jerk. Because... Yeah, I
0: mean, it it solves more problems if we assume that he's just done it to the machine and then closed his eyes. But yeah,
2: I kind of feel also... like that's what happened, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, it brings up the question of how powerful he is because.
2: Yeah. Well, I guess we'll talk
0: about that later too, but. Oof. Yeah. Ugh.
2: That's that's about right. Ugh. Yeah, just I thought ugh. he was kind of so... dead
3: because then he's later immune to death at least sort of when he um uh like blocks kirk's phaser and such and it's not even really clear at the end if he is dead or if he just got buried in rock
0: i had that question i was i was going to ask you guys what you thought like because he could just just still still on that planet yeah, and
3: he could still be alive under the rock they could have just left him
0: and then it's they've got a a con situation going on Mm -hmm. (laughs) the next ship that comes by is like
2: yeah but she's definitely dead at the end, so maybe yeah. that means he can also die. So I, I don't. I mean, but her power he is show? definitely
3: second rate to his power because sexy. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I think I don't know that it it is like if if things had continued, if it would have been, or if it would have equaled him eventually, or mm-hmm. if yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
0: Well, I mean that's that's one of the questions too because uh, I forget who says it. I want to. Hmm, I forget who says it. Um, But somebody says, like, his power is growing exponentially. Uh, Well, they say geometrically. But, uh, okay, I was thinking it was Mm. either Sulu or... But, so, um, yeah, that, like, if this is just tapping into some sort of latent something or other, like, it would presumably cap it somewhere. And he's implying that, like, no, he's just going to become the most powerful being in the universe or something.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. That's much more disturbing.
2: <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, and I think that's why it's Spock in there. I think that's why kind of why Spock brings up to Jim too that it's just, you know, he's like he's like here are your options. You abandon him on an island or you know on a planet or you kill him. Like these are the two things we can do if his powers are multiplying like Sulu says they are and we're right. pretty sure that's true. Like, these are your choices. And even if we do mar- maroon him on a planet, what's to say he can't come yeah. find us because powers? Like,
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I think this is a question I'm going to ask a lot on this podcast, but what what was the plan? For... <laughs> <laughs> like, because I think plan um... A, plan A was to maroon him, right?
2: right. I, yeah, I think plan A was to maroon him, and Jim wasn't happy about that.
0: Well, but, but it, it, it is then to the question that you just came up with that, how does marooning him work because he's a maroon there and then they said oh the like ships only come every 20 years or so um but so then best case 20 years later he hijacks a ship and is out in the universe well
2: yeah and i mean worst case is since he can apparently conjure fruit trees he and could so, conjure a ship? Like, yeah, right. uh, like where does that stop? I don't know. Maybe or at a certain only point, he's just things. strong enough
0: that he just flies through space. Yeah, right. Right? that too. Like,
2: like, maybe he doesn't need to breathe oxygen. Who knows? Well, and then the plan sort of
3: morphed into Kirk's uh, sort of self-sacrificing routine, where he oh, was well, going to just... stay and sacrifice himself uh, with orders of the ship to go on without him.
0: Yeah, I mean, is that the plan B to, like, just blow up the place?
3: That's what it seemed to be.
2: Yeah. Well, I, think I, well, I don't think that was plan B. I think um, the plan was for them to blow up the base from the Enterprise, even if he is still there. Yes. So I, I think the plan was to blow up everything, including the captain, if he is not, mm-hmm. you know, if he, if he hasn't communicated with them, that he needed to be up. I don't, that was kind of my understanding, was his, Take- his great plan was to die.
0: Is there any food on this planet?
2: Just the food he conjured, I thought.
0: Right. So, yeah. I mean, are they just assuming that he's going to be okay because he could conjure food?
2: Or yeah. <laughs> well, does he need food anymore because he has powers? I don't know. If, I don't yeah, know.
0: right. If they're marooning him, they, he would need to be... Like, no one lives on this planet.
3: Right. Right. Also, I don't know so, that they knew he could conjure the food because only Elizabeth no, sees that, right? No, I don't
0: that, think right? so. Yeah. Um, I think it's true. Yeah. But, I mean, in any case, it's later anyway. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah. There are – it's much I, – I am with Stock on this. It is much kinder and probably a better plan in general to just kill him at this point. Like, before he becomes too powerful, if you maroon him, there are many more ethical questions I'm as far as I'm
0: concerned. Because, I think if this was a TMG episode, they would have flown back into the pink cloud.
2: Oh, that's probably true,
0: actually. And then, like, somehow reverse this thing.
2: Yeah, maybe. I bet that's true. Yeah, because the sad
3: thing is that Mitchell's still there. Like, his eyes go back to normal a few times, and he recognizes Kirk.
2: Yeah. But he is losing. And they, But they do say, like, every time he gets zapped when he's in that room, that containment room, that every time he gets zapped, it takes less and less time for the silver eyes to come back. So I mean right. I think he's getting taken over by whatever
0: Yeah, so that's the question. Is it is he getting taken over by something or That's what
3: it just... seemed to imply when he like when he goes back to normal, right? That it's like maybe an alien life force.
2: Yeah, which is a whole other set of ethical questions. Really right. and this is getting more complicated than I kind of thought this episode was. Yeah,
3: well, <laughs>
0: yeah but that's a totally different certainly. thing
3: than like the ESP thing, right? So it's not enhancing right. their natural abilities. It's like an alien life force taking them over.
0: Yes, and I don't know that the, this level of conversation was had in the writers' for
2: this episode. <laughs> no, <laughs> let's, I let's very much doubt it. I very much doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> they did not plan oh. on us.
0: <laughs> so, so if Kirk was planning to maroon him, Then why does Kirk change the the second plan? Because he he, like moons Well because he escapes. But he's on the planet.
2: Yeah, it's true. I don't know.
0: Like the idea wasn't to moon him in the cell, was it? It was to moon him on the planet. And if he's just on the planet, he's like, Hey, bye. I'm here now, but I'm not gonna come back to the ship. Isn't that plan A?
2: Maybe. Maybe he's finally realized that there's just, no coming back and he has to yeah. kill him or maybe that's it did he
3: was he trying to save Elizabeth
0: ooh that's oh, a good oh that's mm, a question maybe he was that's a good yeah because he's that's kind
2: of into it. her from the beginning I don't know that that's true I think this is like the one time that Kirk isn't trying to get her I don't know
0: <laughs> I, I feel like yeah she, I think I agree with Abby I think I agree with that. I don't
3: know I thought from the very beginning like from the time she's oh, introduced I on the bridge and he just like Gave her one of those Kirk smoldering looks. But that's
2: that's what he does to every female creature. Like that's yes, just how I he agree. is. Yeah. I agree. I definitely yeah. got the. I definitely got them setting up the Mitchell and Elizabeth thing. Like mm-hmm. that. I from the very beginning, from the negging and <laughs> all of that fun <laughs> stuff. Um, that I got. But no, I never. I never even thought Kirk was interested in her. For for once, I'm not really sure why she's female and blonde and is female. So. <laughs> <laughs> but i never i've never thought he was into her hmm. but i don't know but he could
3: yeah, still be I, wanting it, a, it, it, to save her yeah yeah
2: he still has yeah. a savior complex like that's yes. that's never gonna change that's always kirk
1: hmm.
0: and i mean i, yeah, <laughs> I guess some degree could be trying to save mitchell too but
2: yeah and i think that's very true because they you know he's an old friend so and you yep. know how kirk feels about friends he yeah, he
3: loses a lot of friends throughout the series. <laughs> he does. He All has
0: right.
2: a lot of friends, apparently. <laughs> that you never see him talking you know, to. with. he never <laughs> talks to. Yeah, they and... only show up
0: right before they die.
2: <laughs> and it's very well established throughout the series that like his only real relationship is with his ship. And I'm like, how do you maintain friendships? With like these dozens of people. I know. <laughs> that you've never heard of and never see again after the one episode. Plus
3: all these female relationships that keep coming up. Oh, I know. It's 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 interesting. And that's apparently sure. with kids that we find out much later and yeah.
2: Well, that's a whole other <laughs>
0: So that's it's an interesting—it's an interesting point that is uh, all his friends end up dying, but uh, yeah. <laughs> But this this episode is the most deaths of any episode. It with, does uh, twelve weird parts of trivia about it. <laughs> twelve that, like, wow. That's nine that, deaths I
2: mean, reported, and then
0: yeah, Mitchell, poor Elizabeth. Mitchell
2: Elizabeth, and then poor um, what's his face mm, Lee? So but I can't remember his last name.
0: So I that start with a K?
2: Yeah, it does. It does.
0: No clue. I want to say. Kovacs, but that doesn't sound no, right.
2: No, it's not that. <laughs> it's, I have it somewhere.
0: Uh, but... um, Kelso.
2: Kelso. That's him. Mm.
0: Yeah, Corvax is better.
2: Korvax is a better name, but yeah. Kelso.
3: Well, I had a point, uh, returning briefly to the uh, sort of sexism of this episode,
1: <laughs>
3: which is that once again we see a... Um, quasi female villain kind of similar to what we saw in cat's paw um but also uh the moral seems to be the exact same which is that a woman tried to seek power and then paid for it with her life honestly oh, i don't ever see elizabeth as a villain figure at all hmm. oh i don't know well i definitely saw the her trying to seek power and then dying for it because her last oh yeah definitely that okay. oh definitely that okay. <laughs> well, but she, i don't she see definitely... her as a villain figure
0: she has well, that I first quasi villain. Yeah, she has that outburst when they're in the the board meeting or whatever. That was like, "Hey, what if this is just like the, <laughs> the best way, ever? The way we get superhumans, and wouldn't superhumans obviously be better than?" It's like, "Oh, that's that's a pretty weird outburst. Maybe we should take her off this case." Yeah, <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> that seems awkward. Oh, yeah, yeah. she
3: gets so that's, ridiculously that's... overly emotional. And... She really
2: does. And then I love it when when Jim is just like, "I don't know. I don't know why you think that." when Kirk and or when yeah when Kirk and Spock are talking after the meeting about how how do you think you know more than a trained psychologist and all this stuff? And and Spock's like because I feel because she feels and I don't, and I'm like yeah I'm like and it's super obvious to everyone that she is compromised beyond belief. Oh, yeah. Like how can Jim not see that? Like her her expertise is worth nothing when she is invested in this. There is so much wrong with this, and I'm like I'm like yes Spock you are correct basically like always.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they also they, they use psychologists and psychiatrists interchangeably throughout yes, this. They do. I was wondering
3: if that was a thing of the times.
0: Um I mean it still kind of is if you don't know the difference.
3: Yeah. Hmm. Interesting.
0: But, but yes, it fits into this like pop size sixties. Yeah. Um <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah. No, I definitely think your your point about her being a woman who seeks power and then dies for it is definitely valid because yeah, that's that's basically what always happens. Maybe we should add that hmm. to cliche bingo.
0: <laughs> Boy, see, I kind of—I guess my read was that she was the hero of this. Yeah, right? I kind that... of did
3: too. Well, her last line is, "I'm sorry, you can't know what it's like to be almost a god."
2: Well, yeah, but she also does the right thing at the end and helps Jim yeah. destroy Mitchell. So I I don't, yeah. I definitely don't see her as the villain. I see her as seduced by power, definitely. But, I mean, she doesn't start out as a villain. She's not a villainous character. She doesn't want bad things.
3: I guess, I mean, she had the potential to be a villain. She had the potential oh, for sure. to...
2: But she's definitely... I mean, Mitchell, I think, is the villain of this piece, mm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's definitely the one who's making all the bad things happen.
0: Yeah, she's definitely the Darth Vader of that... uh, um, That's
2: a good analogy. Return of the the Jedi.
0: Um, Yeah, she eventually throws Mitchell into the bottomless shaft filled with electricity. Yeah. After they have their weird electric fight.
2: (laughs) Exactly. And then it all works out. You know, buried under a gravestone that is marked incorrectly.
0: Yeah, James R. Kirk. (laughs) That was a... I wonder what the R stood for.
1: Mm, nothing
2: good
0: like if they thought it through or if later they were just like like did did somebody later um intentionally change it because they were like "Mm, james r kirk that's dumb or did somebody else later just say james t kirk and sort of make a better sale on it
2: from what i was reading it was always going it was always james t kirk at least to roddenberry and it was just early days and so there are a couple of different like there i guess in a couple of the novelizations they address why the r is there and there's a few different reasons but roddenberry had said um that uh his if anybody asks because because he was asked about it you know he's like if anybody asks, gary mitchell had godlike powers but at base he was human he made a mistake so that yeah. was his like response my, to everything.
0: I was gonna say my 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 way to read that that I would enjoy would be that he was like friends with Kirk, but like if I had to like create a tombstone for somebody and then I didn't really remember their middle name, I'd still guess to make it seem like I remembered it, hope I was right. <laughs> Seems like that's <laughs> what he did. <laughs> and for like he, he for was it. like James R. Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> Kirk's like
1: oh.
3: Classic bad Fred. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Very good. Very good. I had to like pause it. I was like, that says R, right? Like that's that's an R, not a T. Am I crazy? And I had to like look several times and be like, yeah, it's an R. I'm not completely insane. See, I'm
3: glad you guys brought that up because I didn't notice that. I read those whole cards, but I didn't even look at the tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean it was on it was on screen a lot longer.
3: It was. It was and, on a lot and It was also
0: only one letter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to know how old the PhD was. Twenty one.
0: Oh, what the else?
2: important things, Charles. You you want the important things. The rest of us are just surface level. It's so just...
0: uh, Yeah, at the end, they just kind of fly away. But So did they bring back the bodies was another question. Mm-hmm. And, and it goes back to the question of, like, did they leave him there? And is he just still alive under a pile of dirt? Um,
2: Good question. Because it I don't feels
0: know. like they bring back her body probably. Okay. It feels like they should.
1: Right. Like yeah. if, if
0: Kirk just kind of leaves her there on the ground and is like, well, nope, I'm done that seems kind of not the thing he'd do. Yeah. But it's also digging up Mitchell. Then there is that worry. Like, well, maybe he is still alive under there. Maybe we like, so That's it's true. unclear if they bring back both bodies. Yeah. Or any. we,
2: but we do know that he gave them both kind of dead in line of duty and yeah. Didn't
3: commendations. Kind of
2: be... yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. there's, there's at least that and whatever okay i okay so here here's what i think we should do to kind of wrap up our conversation about this episode since this one, I've, was... I've only got one more thing okay more do thing. it do it
0: okay do you remember that that point in the teleporter when mitchell was knocked out but he could still stand for a little bit yes <laughs> okay that's it <laughs> <laughs> that's all i had
2: I mean, he wasn't unconscious, unconscious.
0: I right? mean, he yes, he was.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, he was. <laughs> Teleportation works if you're kind of not really standing. Anyway.
3: <laughs> Did we want right. to talk about the change in actors at all?
2: So since yeah, yeah. this was the, the second pilot after the cage didn't work out, and this was, you know, the first kind of run with everything um, and not everything was set yet. What do you guys think were the good things that they changed from the pilot? And what do you think they should have also should have stayed the same or should have maybe also changed that didn't change?
0: Mm-hmm. What do you think? So you're saying from the original pilot to here or from this? No, no, from onward, this from this, this, this onward,
2: pilot yeah. that was actually their, you know, other than being the real the third pilot episode. But the, but the second pilot, the, the official pilot for, for Star Trek as it became, what do you think changed that, sh- that was good, changed that was bad, changes that you think should have happened that didn't?
0: Yeah, I like it. Chelsea, do you have an answer?
3: Sure. Well, first of all, I think McCoy is a far superior doctor. I did not I agree. like that original doctor at all. Um I'm also not a big fan of the pills he used. Um although they had started the shots. Um but yeah, that first doctor I thought was just a really poor actor. Um however, I could have used the women staying in pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I think that would have been Or at least um, having
2: a choice. I think yes, having a choice would have having been Having a dead. choice
3: would have been fine too. Um Yeah, and I could have used another sort of woman lead uh even though she died in this one she was very prominent and important uh at the beginning um i mean Uhura was great too
2: but yeah that was my one of my thoughts as well is i think i the addition of uhura is definitely Mm -hmm. a bonus and a plus and nichelle nichols is amazing but i could have used a second woman yeah because one is not enough (laughs) in the future in space even with yeoman rand who was there for a while it's still not cool. She was still only kind of a secondary character. She wasn't really part of the main group. Right. right. Even. Yeah. So I, I definitely could have used a second woman.
0: I, I I don't think I have anything to add. You hit on like everything I think I would have said.
2: (laughs) We all are just of such good opinions. You guys, we, we are so simpatico. This is great. This podcast is going to be awesome. I can care. (laughs) But yeah, I think, yeah, I think that was the, the other women and then a little more diversity would not have gone astray.
3: Yeah. I mean, I also. Mean, we
2: get Sulu, but. The
3: characters, like Kirk and Spock especially, aren't as developed in this first episode. No, not
2: quite. It's still so early, so I no. like the
3: changes they made to their personalities. Like in this first episode, Spock is very angry.
2: Um, like he seems to like shout a lot
3: and get a lot more emotional.
2: <laughs> There is some shouting, yeah, even though he talks a lot about not having emotions. Right. And Kirk is a lot more indecisive and um, not as
3: sexy. I don't know. (laughs) 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 Like, he he needed his love life, like, helped out by Mitchell, right? Like, he was that stack of books with legs, according to Mitchell. And he almost married some girl that Mitchell set him up with. Like, he's just,
2: yeah. Yeah, things happen to him rather than him doing things right. about stuff
0: sure okay, okay. that's
2: kind of fair yeah i i yeah i'm glad they switched sulu to a more prominent mm-hmm. space on the bridge and like and you know i'm glad scotty stuck around because Scotty's great i love scotty
0: yeah the costumes right? yeah i'm glad you the costumes to changed <laughs> other than
2: the pants <laughs> and yeah those are those are kind of the things i was thinking about but yeah cool i'll probably think of other things later but <laughs>
3: Well, all right. I, I, I think it's
2: time. I, I think it's say. time oh. for Cliché Bingo. That's not the final theme song for that. Um, that's just what I have right now. Anyway. All right. So I actually, for, for this week's Cliché Bingo, it's actually kind of difficult because this was the pilot episode. A lot of the cliches aren't really happening yet (laughs) because it it hasn't yeah it hasn't solidified so Mm -hmm. there are actually a couple that i want to ask you guys about okay so um one of the the things that is a cliche that we have on our our bingo board is dilithium crystals are missing or inoperative and they don't talk about dilithium crystals but they are on the planet to get to replenish their energy for the ship so does that count in since this is the pilot episode and i'm not sure dilithium crystals have been established yet uh i'm gonna say no
0: yeah i'm with chelsea i'm gonna say no
2: okay i i was that one was the the one i was least yeah. convinced by so i'm good with that all right second one that i had was a way team trapped on planet kind of uh, i mean maybe? i would say yes
0: so when when kirk
3: like tells the ship to leave and go on without him
0: but he could also have just said hey beam me up so he's not trapped there
3: true well but i guess he
2: feels trapped (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm gonna say no not trapped (laughs) on that shucks all right all right so another i have two more spock shows emotion yes so he
3: talks Ooh.
2: he talks about it. he's he says at the very end, like one of the last lines that Spock has in the episode is I felt for him yes, too. That's
3: what I was thinking. Which
2: I had issues with, but we'll move past it. <laughs> so and he definitely kind he of gets is angry. a little bit mad about yeah. stuff <laughs> a lot. So does it count as Spock showing yes, emotion? I would
3: say absolutely.
2: Paul, what do you think? I would agree. Okay. Yes. All right. So that is that counts. All right, and then I, I'm not sure if this is true. Is there a Kirk speech? Because kind Ooh. of there is when he kind of when he talks to Mitchell about being a god and all that stuff, and he kind of is, mm-hmm. is talking to Elizabeth and trying to bring her back on yeah. side. Yeah. Like, does that count? I mean, it's not one of the true like soliloquies that he gives later on, but he definitely like has his Kirk moment. I like that. Yeah. 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 Okay, so Kirk's speech counts. This is all kind of arbitrary because we are not gonna get bingo on this one because it's just there aren't enough cliches in this episode because it isn't established enough yet. But the other ones we got which besides the Kirk speech and the Spock shows emotion. and of course, in space, free space, uh, the weapons don't work. So that was that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, sh- sh- ripped shirt Kirk. yes <laughs> that definitely happened. Very attractive. Yeah,
0: and and that's great that the studio was like, the note coming back from that one was, yeah, do that more.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Shorter skirts and that guy needs to be shirtless more. (laughs) I concur. I think that's true. Um, There was a captain's log entry. And uh, Spock said illogical. (laughs) And I believe he said fascinating as well. So that's like double square. And uh, there was a recurring actor in the same or different role. Uh, The the um background crewman leslie who i think was uh helming at one point but he was in almost every episode of tos actually as 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 a background crew member he was just kind of there and they had originally thought they were going to make him a regular um as a part of the bridge crew but then they didn't because he was african-american and it was the 60s so Uh.
0: um,
2: but eddie paskey was his name and he was crewman leslie and I think he was Lieutenant Leslie in this episode, but um, yeah, so he was he was in a lot of episodes. I didn't know so, that. So yeah, we did we did not get bingo. We weren't even really close to bingo, <laughs> not
0: even close.
2: But it was fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so was so another another question, right? Um, how powerful do we like? If we're going to this is the first sort of antagonist we're laying down in terms of power, but like, how powerful was Mitchell in this episode? Uh, 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 this one's tricky because the idea is he would have gotten more powerful but is he as powerful as a Q? Hmm.
2: I think he could have ended up as powerful as a Q but I don't think he right. was I don't think, I don't he, think was he was yet. yet but I think if the all the math had played itself out like Sulu was talking about he could have been Q level yeah, like, cause
0: that, that's sort of the next step because he's already conjuring things right? Just hey, very Q-like. do you
2: think that's how Q's are born?
0: Ooh, oh, they, they go do, through they, space clouds. You fly outside of the galaxy, and then you're in the space yeah. cloud.
2: Totally, that's how uh, that's how you were born.
0: Do you know were they trying to fly into it? Because I'm not sure. That's, a, I that's another. Sucked
3: into the space cloud.
0: Is that it's? It felt like they were like, oh, it's ahead of us. We can't steer around it. It's like, well, you, <laughs> it's it, there's a Futurama joke. You know, were you aware that the ship could fly in three dimensions? <laughs> um, <laughs> which is. It's like they could clearly go up or down as it's right. coming, but they don't. So, yeah, I, I it felt like they kind of wanted to go into it.
2: Yeah, I don't If They were just like, what what's going to happen? Let's see what happens, you guys. Because, <laughs> well, I
0: mean, it would be the exploration aspect of it is still big. So yeah, I could see true. them wanting to see what it is by that's, flying into that's it. That's true. So it's yeah. not outlandish to think they might have, but
2: mm. it
0: also seems like kind of dangerous. So,
2: well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if the there's a big space is. cloud, wouldn't you want to fly into it?
3: Not really. <laughs> no.
2: Your curiosity wouldn't kill you.
3: No, I'd I'd
2: put a probe in it. That's actually yeah, that's actually the the right response. Yes, thank you.
0: <laughs> they didn't have that as a trope yet. They couldn't just launch a probe.
2: That's true. Do they launch probes in original series? I always yeah. think of that as a TNG thing. No, they launch probes. Ooh, that
0: is true. I think of that a lot as a TNG thing. No. That's a no, TOS thing.
3: Huh.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure I could pinpoint. Yeah, but that's The first was... time it comes up. Yeah, we're going to Yeah. About it. No,
2: no, I'm Be positive. positive. <laughs> you can trust me. Okay, I
0: can.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they do trust you, Charles. All right. All right, shall we see what we're going to watch next week? Yes, please. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's go to the hat. It's time for the, the hat that is completely not a Ziploc bag. No, it's a hat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see here. Ooh, what is it? I want to make sure mm. I can figure out what the Ooh, episode the is. The
3: Antissa patient.
2: All right. Oh, guys. Oh, guys. We will be watching Season 3, Episode 10, Plato's Stepchildren. Yes, I love that episode. <laughs> In case you need a synopsis, after Doctor McCoy helps uh... the leader of a planet populated by people with powerful psionic abilities, they decide to force him to stay by torturing his comrades until he submits. Yes, <laughs> I love
1: tortured McCoy. So I we're say. gonna have
2: some more people with space powers.
0: <laughs> mm, wow! So yeah, happy right now. <laughs> it's a lot in that episode. <laughs>
2: oh, this is a this is an episode right here, you guys. <laughs> It really is. <laughs> this is gonna be a
3: thing, guys. I think this was the first one I had my students watch for extra
2: credit. <laughs> oh, oh, choices. This is gonna
0: be. Yeah, I mean, wow. <laughs> so that's 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 next time. That's next That'll time be...
2: on Three to Be month. Join us in watching Plato's stepchildren if you can or want to. <laughs> you guess.
3: absolutely do.
0: It'll be good. I mean. It's going to be good.
3: The episode will be wonderful.